The following is an audio booklet from the United Church of God. To view this booklet and other resources online, please visit ucg.org. Tools for Spiritual Growth Chapter 1 The Privilege and Power of Prayer Then Jesus spoke a parable to them, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Luke 18, verse 1 Phone home. Sound familiar? Maybe because you've heard it from your parents. Parents want to hear from their children because they love them. God wants to hear from His children for the same reason, because He loves us. It is speaking to and conversing with our Creator. Everyone can do it and should do it. What is breathtakingly inspiring is that God hears, is interested in, and answers prayers. Prayer is effective. In other words, prayer from those sincerely responsive to God gets results. Phone home. God is never asleep or too busy to listen. There is never a bad connection or a bad time. You never get a busy signal or voicemail or, or get put on hold. You have unlimited free minutes and hours, so no excuses. The Most Powerful Man in History even though Jesus Christ was God in the flesh, John 1, verses 1 through 5 and 14, He knew the importance of praying to our Heavenly Father. The Bible gives us many examples of Jesus fervently praying to His Father, not only praising God, but asking for help. Jesus clearly knew that God in Heaven was the ultimate source of success in every endeavor. If Jesus Christ needed help from His Heavenly Father, how much more do we? And we have many other role models as well. All the dedicated people of God in the Bible and in history have been people of prayer. Jesus' disciples soon realized their master's source of power. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. Luke 11 verse 1. Would you like to learn Christ's teaching regarding prayer? You probably have them in your home. They are scattered throughout the Bible. Anyone can begin to pray even before he has learned anything about prayer. God hears and appreciates the simplest of prayers. Jesus made it plain, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Matthew 7 verse 7 It's noteworthy that in the English, the first letters of the key words ask, seek, knock, spell ask. But God wants us to grow in understanding and application of how to pray. Like learning a new hobby, sport, or activity, satisfaction and rewards increase with added knowledge and skill. So it is invaluable to read and understand the biblical teachings regarding prayer. We can gain much understanding and inspiration from the many wonderful examples of prayer in the book of Psalms and throughout the Bible. Daily practice naturally leads to added proficiency and pleasure in prayer. Countless people have attested to this. Talk to God as your Father. When His disciples said, Teach us to pray, Jesus began His lesson in prayer by giving them a brief outline of some of the most important things to pray about on a daily basis. Commonly called the Lord's Prayer, 
Jesus' instruction is found in Luke 11, verses 2 through 4, and Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. For help in understanding this, see the Lord's Prayer as a guideline within this booklet. Note that Jesus suggested the most frequent way we are to address God is our Father in Heaven. We can and should have many relationships with God, which are revealed by the names and titles for God found in Scripture. But the most important relationship is that of our Father, an all-loving and perfect Father. All human beings can and should think of God as their Father, since He is their Creator. And as their relationship with God becomes closer, that father-child relationship builds to deeper and more intimate levels. So how should we talk to God? He wants us to come to Him as to a beloved parent. We should feel confident, secure, understood, appreciated, and feel loved coming before Him. When we talk with our physical fathers, we're not repetitious or scripted, and we don't use an archaic language because we think it sounds more religious. Neither is this necessary with God. Our Heavenly Father cherishes prayers offered with complete honesty and sincerity, even if they include respectful complaints. The prayers in the book of Psalms certainly portray candid honesty. When people pray nice words while thinking and doing contrary things, they apparently think God can't read minds. When we use our tongue to bless our God and Father and to curse men, our prayer is counted as hypocrisy. James 3, verses 9 through 12 and 17. See also Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. Imagining what God is like is relatively easy for someone who has had a loving and attentive earthly father. Admittedly, it is much more difficult, especially at first, for someone whose parental experience has been with a cold, uncommunicative, abusive, or absentee father. Such a person could make a major effort to learn what an ideal father is like and establish that picture in his or her mind. Such a person could make a major effort to learn what an ideal father is like and establish that picture in his or her mind. Some inspiring, encouraging descriptions of God as our Heavenly Father are found in Matthew 7, verses 9 through 11, John 3, verses 16 through 17, James 1, verses 5 and 17, 1 John 4, verses 8 through 19, Psalm 103, and Luke 15, verses 11 through 32 the father in the parable of the prodigal son. Life is about relationships. Of all God's creatures, human beings have the unique and awesome privilege of being created in His image. Genesis 1, verses 26-27. The greatest benefit of this is being able to have a personal relationship with God. Throughout His Word, God repeatedly stresses the importance of right relationships. In fact, Jesus said that the two greatest commandments are to love God and love our fellow man. Matthew 22, verses 35-40 Beginning with our creation, God has done many things to initiate a relationship with us. It is up to us to respond to Him and show initiative in nurturing that relationship with good communication. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you, James 4, verse 8 tells us. 
Our prayers keep us connected to God. Later chapters of this book cover Bible study, meditation, and how they also help us draw near and stay near to God. Later chapters of this booklet cover Bible study, meditation, and fasting, and how they also help us draw near and stay near to God. Jesus said to his disciples, For all these things I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. No longer do I call you servants, for servants do not know what the Master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have learned from my Father I have made known to you. John 15, verse 15. Here Jesus explains a critical factor in true friendship. Ongoing, open, and sincere communication. A true friend is someone you talk with openly and regularly. God is the great communicator. He records in the Bible His revelation of everything we need to know about His plan for our lives. His Word gives us His worldview, the framework for our perspective on life, past, present, and future. Plus, He communicates with us and guides us in other ways, by His Holy Spirit, through His church, through other individuals, through circumstances, and through experiences that He sets up. But a good relationship depends on two-way communication, a dialogue. Prayer and Bible study go hand in hand, along with serious thought and introspection about how to apply God's teaching in our lives. Each of us must ask, How good of a friend am I to God? How good a son or daughter am I to my father? Call home daily. Without prayer, life is precarious. Physical, frail human beings are highly vulnerable to countless dangers, physical, mental, and spiritual perils. The greatest danger is from our greatest enemy, Satan the devil, who walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20 explains how we need spiritual armor to stand against the wiles of the devil. And prayer is an important part of that armor. Verses 18 through 19. Why face life's battle with no armor? If we don't pray, we become prey to this ruthless predator. We are terribly foolish to try to go it alone in this evil and dangerous world neglecting to rely on God. Some suffering is punishment from God, particularly when people knowingly sin against Him. But most suffering comes automatically from our own actions, the action of others, or time and chance. However, God will intervene for those who are relying on Him to protect them from the majority of mishaps. At times, God allows His followers to suffer personal trials, to learn certain lessons, but he protects them from most dangers. For those who seek to do God's will and ask for help, he will continually guide, help, and protect them. If we don't forsake God, he will never leave us or forsake us. Hebrews 13 verse 5. What a promise and what peace of mind that promise brings. Of course, we must do our part in striving striving to remain faithful to God. See, God has conditions for answered prayers within this booklet. In the name of Jesus Christ. Some people have not learned that Jesus Christ is the one door and the way to God. John 10 verse 9 and 14 verse 6. Does God ever answer their prayers anyway? 
Because God is immensely merciful, he probably does. If a person's religious practices at first fall short of true biblical Christianity, God may for a while answer some of that person's prayers in spite of his or her religious ignorance rather than because of it. But that won't last if a person makes no effort to learn and do as the Bible teaches. The only promise of answered prayer on a regular basis is to the true followers of God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who, though divine, became a human being, lived a perfect life, and suffered and died to pay the penalties of sin for all mankind. He is the Savior of the world. Speaking of Jesus, the Apostle Peter said, There is no salvation through anyone else. In the world, no other name has been granted to mankind by which we can be saved. Acts 4, verse 12, Revised English Bible. Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. John 16, verses 23 through 24. See also John 14, verses 13 through 14. As human beings, we do not have of ourselves the right, authority, or privilege to approach God's throne with our prayers because of our own goodness. But through faith and commitment to Jesus Christ, He authorizes us to call on God in His name, acting with His authorization. Thus, with His approval, we have access to God when we pray in Jesus' name. Jesus further serves us as our high priest by interceding and mediating on our behalf with the Father. Romans 8, verse 34, 1 John 2, verses 1 through 2. This assures us that we have access through Him to the fullness of God's mercy and forgiveness. Hebrews 2, verse 17, 4, verses 14 through 16, and 10, verses 19 through 22. Then God the Father makes the decision as to how to answer the prayer, and Jesus Christ carries out the Father's will. Other points on how and when to pray. God certainly hears silent prayers, and someone who is close to God may utter a silent prayer often throughout the day. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 But God also is pleased to have us vocalize, audible prayers. Numerous times the scriptures mention the praying person using his voice, mouth, lips, and tongue. The Bible also frequently uses expressions like cry, cried out, cried aloud, cried to, etc. Certain biblical references to frequency of prayer, like twice daily, Psalm 88 verse 1, and thrice daily, Psalm 55 verse 17, and Daniel 6, verse 10, probably refer to the number of audible prayers, not the number of total prayers. Regarding bodily positions during prayer, the Bible mentions several. Kneeling, standing, sitting, lying down. Circumstances, including health problems, sometimes limit us in what positions we can choose. We can talk to God while taking a walk or driving a car. The most important consideration is to always do your best to express humility and deep reverence. The Bible includes examples of appropriate public prayer and group prayer, but the majority of our personal prayers should be private communication with God. 
Matthew 6, verses 5 through 6. However, family prayer is also vitally important. It is important to teach children from a very young age to pray. Jesus said, Let the children come to me. Matthew 19, verse 14. God is very interested and responsive to their prayers. Busy? Most of us are. Lack time to pray? Consider that we all make time for those things we consider most important. And we will accomplish more in the long run if we put God first. Hence, we cannot afford not to pray. Prayer needs to be the top priority in a daily habit. And your prayers, besides going through your needs and wants, make sure you thank God for the many ways He has blessed you in your life. And take time to pray for others. If you're coming to God about a problem, pour out your heart to Him about it without dictating what His solutions should be. Father knows best. God always responds in the way that is best for us spiritually. And that sometimes means the answer is no or not now. Or the answer is a partial response to our prayer or something other than what we expect or what we want. Phone home. What is man that you are mindful of him? Asked David in Psalm 8 verse 4. It's a wonder of wonders how God cares for his little creatures, that he would listen to each one of our prayers and give us his personal attention. But it's true, he does. Let's not let the wonderful spiritual tool of prayer go to waste by not using it. Let's walk with God, obey him, and talk with him in prayer. The Bible compares this life to being pilgrims living in a tent far from home. Our goal is to enter the kingdom of God, to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23, verse 6. Home is wherever God is, and our destiny, after Christ's return to earth, is to dwell with Him forever. In the meantime, we can stay in touch, daily and more than daily, with our Father and our elder brother, Jesus Christ. Phone home. Pray. You've been listening to The Privilege and Power of Prayer, Chapter 1 of the booklet, Tools for Spiritual Growth. For the rest of this booklet, please visit ucg.org.